0: That's what you have. That's how, that's what moves you out of the natural, moves you out of the life of this world into the kingdom of light. It's what moves you into the supernatural. It's what moves you into what can't be done. It not only will be done, it'll be done with flair, and it'll give glory to heaven. Uh, faith is my life. You You don't have another life. You don't have something going on between... Challenges like well, when I get a challenge, I get in faith. But the rest of the time, we just do what we can, the best we can. I that's natural to uh, just rise up for an occasion and for a a uh, an event. But really, we're supposed to breathe by faith. We're supposed to uh, uh, tell our heart beat with the rhythm of life. We're supposed to tell our blood sugar you are normal in every way and tell it the, the levels. Whatever the doctor tells you, son, you you're gonna have to you have. To your blood pressure is this and your, your enzymes are that. That's what you, you leave that place and you start saying, Jesus is Lord and this body lines up with his body. And that's faith. That's, that's not waiting until you're on some table or somebody's rushing you in and, and trouble's coming and you go, we got to all get in faith. Y'all send out the prayer chain. Y'all get something going. We're supposed to live by faith every day. Where we in the good days are speaking life. We're speaking life when there seems to be life, so that there's never a day that there is no life. We're not supposed to go down and up, down and up. Well, I got the victory. I, let me tell you about how I was just near this and just about fell out of that, but I got the victory. Yay, go God! But it, a better testimony is to say, you know, we just hadn't had any trouble in about ten years. Yeah, it just, it just like wow. Let me pray for you because I, I we hadn't had any trouble. That's where I, we're supposed to go, and so uh, we're going to teach on faith. We're just going to talk about it and get it where when you actually come back the next Sunday, you have a cognizance of what we talked about the week before. It's very challenging for people to go from week to week and not and not have a residue. So that's why we just pound stuff in, just just beat the, the stake in over and over because it only what matters is what you can live by. Doesn't matter what you heard, doesn't matter what they think or what somebody else is doing. All that matters is what you have in you to live by, that you put your feet on and you say, this is where we stand. So in John chapter 8, we just, I wish we could do this every day. I believe we're going to be that way someday, but right now we're doing it on Sunday and Wednesday. Verse 31, although we're fixing to get online, hallelujah. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So there's there's the definition of a disciple, continuing in the word. And ye shall know, if you're in my word, you shall know the truth. Well, yay, and that truth that you know will make you free. The connotation there is to make you as free as I am. The Lord Jesus said to make you as free as I am. Well, now that's a whole nother standard. If you say free, free is anybody you know. Free is somebody that's bound, but as free as the Lord Jesus is. So right there, we have the opportunity to be water walkers. I'm a water walker. Uh, We are. We're water walkers. Peter just did it once. He, He aced it. Something was in him on that day that he had been cultivating, meditating, stirring up, thinking about all the time, about the supernatural, about walking with, like being with Jesus, that when he saw the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, if it be, if it be thou, bid me come, why would you say that? The Lord wasn't saying, I got a question for you. In another passage, he said, who do, who do men say that I am? And they said, you are, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But on this occasion, Peter initiated it. I'm telling you, your greatest things in life come when you initiate in the good times. Lord, everything's good. The money's all right. Everybody's feeling good. The family's at rest and peace. Our jobs are all blessings. We're going to church and having a big time. Lord, I want more. So I'm asking you, Lord, how do I get more? How do I, I, I? There's nothing pressing me, but how can I get more? I'm telling you, that's when you grow. That's when you grow when things are good, and you say, "I am thirsting and hungering for righteousness." The Lord Jesus says, "Those people are the ones that will be fulfilled and satisfied." You got to get hungry when there's food everywhere, so to speak. When everything's good, you got to you got to stay hungry. You know that's not the human nature. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Worked all day. I'm going to sit on the couch instead of going out and cleaning the garage. You know, you just, uh, it's our nature to fall back. So he said, you'll know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. So here's what we've been saying. Truth is the dividing line in your life. It's not, do I have a better job? Now, I'm i am excited about jobs in this church. I like jobs. Uh, I i have a great desire in people having jobs. But you've got to remember, jobs are nothing to God he promises increase. He pr- promises supply. He promises to fund us. And if the job doesn't work, it's not like it's not going to work. It just means it's going to come another way until the job comes. You can never get your eyes on the job. You get your eyes on the provision. And then if that's the best way, God will provide the job. You, you know, I'll pray for me. I'll get a job. Well, that's, that's missing it. That's, that's the wrong course. Pray for increase. Because he could get you, you know, you could get a job at a, I told Deborah and the other day, I said, you know, we could never own, we could never be in business to own a convenience store because you've got to sell cigarettes and beer. Don't you? You'd go out of business if you didn't sell cigarettes and beer. You couldn't, you couldn't compete next to Mohammed down the street or, or Rot Jeb up the street. I'm not being racial. I'm just saying that's, they, they their religions don't bar them from that, but mine does. So you just—we got to have provision another way. So uh, let's go to Romans chapter ten. Truth is the dividing line in your in your life. If you're going to be set free, you have to be a person that loves truth. There is no freedom in knowing truthful things. You have to know the truth being defined by jesus who said i am the way and the truth i am so it's not just true things well it's true that if i go to work here or do that they'll pay me this and i'll have that that's true but that's not truth for you and me if they work on sundays you would have to say you know the lord didn't send me this job I might have to be taking it because I don't have faith for anything else. It's I'm broke, I'm just desperate, I'm going to go to work, it doesn't matter. But you just know the Lord didn't send you a job that works on Sunday if you are a church-going person. He he just doesn't put that, he's just got more options than that. You know, the Creator's got more options than that. That wasn't the only thing he could come up with and say, you know, I'm real sorry, but we're just going to have to work on Sundays. It's never happened. But if you don't love truth, you're, I may have stepped into it right there, But I'm, and I'm sorry if I, you know, I, that may not have been a good example, that's what I'm saying, but, and I'm sorry for that. But verse 17 says, so then, so when he says so then, you have a, you have a discourse that's going on in front of that, so you could read that, but the, this truth stands out by itself. So then faith cometh, is your cometh by in italics? Can you see it in your Bible that it's, that means that it's not in the original. So it's just then, so then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, in the English, you, you're going to have to put a word in there. And we, we learned uh, from Pastor Buzzy that that word could be something besides cometh. And the reason cometh is not a perfect word is because um, cometh, uh, faith comes at the new birth. Just like little trace, uh, uh, grandson, uh, legs didn't come by Hearing and hearing by the word. He has legs, but his legs are getting bigger. And the boy weighs 48 and a half pounds. I promise you, no matter what the scales say, lying scales are on fire. I pick him up and it's, you know, I lean. I, I, this arm's longer. It's just, and so, but he didn't get these things. And you didn't get your faith by hearing. But no doubt the faith you have that's immature, it's it's in its uh, root form, raw form. It arises or is activated by hearing. Is that right? Just like exercise would be. you got arms, you got legs, they arise, they're strengthened by running or lifting or exercising in the gym or wherever. Running 48 miles like Melissa does every, every morning or whatever. You know, just you, you can tell the difference between uh, people that, uh, that exercise. But they, they wouldn't say, I got these muscles from exercising. No, you just said you, you increased your muscles or increased your mind by, by studying and everything. So faith arises or faith is inspired or faith is awakened by hearing. Now, here's the key. If you could write this in your Bible, this would be, this would be powerful, that, uh, uh, that suddenly you're in faith. Faith arises by hearing and hearing by the Word. You could put in your margin, suddenly... If you hear the word suddenly, suddenly, suddenly you're in faith. It's not a feeling. It's not a challenge or a wall that's got to come down or, a, or a, 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 an answer that's got to come. When you meditate the word, when you listen to the word, when you read the word, when you uh, think about the word, when you put the word into play in the sense of, of rising it up, faith comes. Faith is in your life by reading, meditating, listening, whatever you do to get the word in. You can speak the word. You can can go down the road and you can speak the word. By his stripes I was healed. You could go through the whole scripture. You could go through uh, uh, financial scriptures. You could just speak them to your, which is actually the highest way of getting it into your heart because your heart believes your mouth you could just speak the word going down the road, and immediately, suddenly, you are in faith. And the reason I want to make a big deal about this is because we have thought faith was hard, or faith was complicated, or faith was a process. It's not a process. It's, 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 it's turn the light switch up, and the lights will come on. Put the word in, and faith will appear. Faith is produced. Faith how hard is that? Well, you know, I just don't have faith for that. Well, you just didn't put the word in. Could we all admit that's the, that's that's how it works? Well, you need to go to church more. Well, you need to believe more. You need to, no. You just got to hear the word. Here it is. Faith arises, is enhanced, is activated by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and that tells us that you can have faith for um, a garden by watching gardening shows and going down to the, to the Anders Hardware and buying seeds. You can have faith for, for gardening by hearing the word of gardening. But if you want the God kind of faith, you've got to have the God word into your life. So suddenly, faith comes as soon as you meditate the word. Well, I'd meditate the word then. If you need healing and you need faith for healing... Even if you're not the one that actually initiates it, you go and have someone lay hands on you or pray for you. You've got to have faith to receive. And the way you get faith to receive is to meditate, listen to, adhere to the Word of God about healing. Or more accurately, about who you are and how qualified you are to be healed. We all believe God's a healer. There's nobody, there's nobody that doesn't believe, no matter who they are, if they're a Christian at all, that believes God can't heal. I've argued with a few of them uh, that take it out of the Old Testament, but we all believe God could. It's always would He heal me. And then we assess our life, qualify our life, and go, you know, you've been bad. There's bad to the bone, and then there's bad. There's really bad. And, and he, so we all just say, if it didn't come, if God just chose not to heal me, I know why. Rarely does anybody say, I've been so good, He's got to heal me. Because it's not by goodness not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He has saved us. So, here it is. Faith is the process of putting truth in your heart. Truth. Not traditions. Not excuses. Well, the Lord needed a rose for His garden, a tulip for His firebed, and that's why He took little, little Johnny. That's just not truth. Johnny's gone and he's in heaven, but God didn't do that. It's not truth. So we got to know the truth, cuz now we're mad at God. Cuz that's not fair. Our baby was just 4 years old and he'd never done anything to anybody. He was a delight and a joy. He was or a young mother that's got kids or just anybody. Anybody. If you put that on him, and you hear that from some preacher who's trying to make it seem like to the family that, that the devil didn't steal, God just needed, then you automatically have an offense. Why would God choose me? Why, why, I can get past it, God's His wisdom and all that, but I don't like it none. And I'm not going to have anything to do with a God that just plays with the rules like that. Loose, Loose living. That God, that heaven's God. It doesn't work. It never does work. It works for that day, but it sows a whole lifetime of bitterness. And we have a nation right now that's very cynical about God because we have preachers that just winged it for that day and lied. They lied. They lied against God. And you can't lie against God and get away with it. You just you just walked away from it. I'm mad at preachers more than anybody. I don't say I'm mad. Yeah, I'm pretty mad at him. Actually, I'm pretty mad at him. I'm pretty disquieted about people that are loose with the truth to fix it that day instead of going in and and surrendering to Jesus about the truth. I don't always get it right. I'm hasty to judge. I'm quick to criticize. Um, I'm 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 working on that. It's a it's a terrible thing that in my life, and I don't like it. I'm right a lot of the times, but sometimes I'm not, and it can be very Hard, harmful, and hurtful to people when I'm wrong, uh, you know. So I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying uh, I'm in quest for the truth, and I'm quick to correct. I'm quick to straight set stuff straight because I hate the lie against the Lord and His words. I hate it, and you got to hate it. You got to hate it right. And sometimes I, you know, I, in my position and in my uh, place, I, I I get called out on it. But suddenly you're in faith when you hear the word. Just this, this morning, you will leave this place, and there will be a sense of, of, uh, of the bay. When the tide comes in, every boat is lifted. There will be a sense of faith is in the house. It's imperceptible. It's measurable, but you and I can't do it. But we just have a sense of, yeah, I got this. I got this. I had another visitor that said, uh, boy, after what you preached tonight, I got this. I got this. You know, they just went out the room saying, "I got this." So, amen. So, uh Hebrews 11 Can we just talk about some things this morning? Just talk about how things work and make sure that we got everything in its place in our heart so that faith doesn't have to run up against something that doesn't fit and get bogged down there. All of us are stopped in our faith, we're hindered in our faith, we're limited in our faith. Because there's something, like Debbie always said, there's something in our truth bucket that's not true. Something we're believing that's just not true. It may be that we couldn't even articulate it, or if we did say, well, this is what I think, and when we heard it ourselves for the first time say it, we'd say, well, you know, that's not right. But until we say it, until we enunciate what's in us, a lot of times we'll believe things, kind of have a slant or an attitude or a resistance to thing because we kind of have a thing inside of us that says, I don't like that. I don't believe that. So a lot of times I'll preach my messages before I get up here cause, and I'll hear myself say something like, what is that? What? That's not right. And I'll have to, you know... Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Where you put where when you when you're in an argument you say something, and as soon as you said it, touche! I got that one. But as soon as you said it, you go ooh, that wasn't it. That that wasn't the truth. Yeah, we everybody's there. But Hebrews 11 verse one, let's on this. It says faith is the substance. So faith is something. It's tangible. It's uh it's uh it's a uh, it's measurable. It's uh. It's a substance, and it's, it goes on. It says, of things hoped for, th- those things are not substance. Things hoped are not substance, but faith is the substance. It's the, it's the filling up of what you've outlined. It's an evidence. Faith is an evidence. What is the evidence? It's the evidence that you can't see. When you, when you believe something and you don't have evidence, if I have $20 in my pocket and I say, I got $20, and they say, well, I don't think you got 10. And I pull out the 20. I've got evidence. Well, we have when we can't pull out 20. We're, we're like we're calling things that be not. I'm funded. I've got this. We're going to go through. We're going to make it. We're not going to be late on this. We're going to do it. You, you don't have evidence of that. Well, show me your evidence. Well, no money, nothing in the checking account, no credit card but you got this substance, this evidence that's inside of you that says the Word is the place marker that's holding this, and I know it as if I could pull it out of my pocket. I know it the same. It's just not perceptible to the senses. It's not an evidence that you can see or feel, but I know I have evidence. And faith will hold that place and make you where then it will produce the tangible of what you have that's in your heart. So we have to have it. So, so if we put the word in, if we'll put the word in, if we'll put the word in, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have your whole service on the guitar and the keyboard and, and lifting of hands. You've you got to put the word in, in church. Maybe we do it too much. Maybe we don't have a right balance on it. I don't know, but I don't know any other way. It's just uh, give thanks to the Lord, have an interaction of testimonies that lift us all up, and then put the word out there that will change people from, from man, it's hard out there to, I got this. That's, that's what we're supposed to do in church. I got this. Jesus. Jesus has already gone and fixed this. And faith brings it into my life today. It's not like he's not... That he's clueless. He's fixed this, but I don't know that. I can't put my hand on it. So I go to the Word. We preach the Word. We read the Word. And we get the truth of he's already taken care of whatever's going on. No matter how bizarre and remote, he's fixed this. He's taken care of this. Now, here's what it is. Faith is agreeing with God. Until you agree with God, you're not in faith. You got to agree with God. Well, I need evidence. Well, you can't agree with God if you need evidence, if you need tangible. I mean, sense-driven evidence. Thomas said, until I see the wounds and put my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe. That's not Bible faith. That's sense faith. Well, we're going to have to walk in some situations where there's going to be a time lapse between what we say to the mountain until we have it in our hand. There's a lapse in there. I told you last week that a miracle is not got much lapse to it. A miracle is an instant change. Financially or in your body or whatever. It's instant. But healing or funding take time. Never they're working nevertheless. It's done nevertheless. The end of it is done nevertheless. God said, I'm gonna tell he said, I told Abraham, I'm gonna make you, I you are the father of many nations. But Abraham didn't have any kids at the time, so there was a time lapse. And the whole time lapse was waiting for Sarah, mostly, uh, to say, I got it. Where she could measure the substance. She had evidence inside that says, I'm good with this. And suddenly it just happened. So there's the miracle, and, and a lot of people get put off. We found this in our healing rooms. A lot of people say, if I didn't get a miracle, if I didn't get it instantly... I can't, I can't leave this place and testify. Well, that's what happens when you just pray for people, but you don't, you don't build them up with the Word. You don't have a school, so it were, to say, here's how it works. Oh, I didn't know that. I'd have stayed with it if I'd known that, but I didn't know it because we just pray for them and we're looking for something to happen, a change that they can say either this was the whole thing or I got enough change to get encouraged that God's going to do more. But even if he doesn't do more, it's better. And so you just you have to do with what you can. You you can't you can't teach him everything. You just have to lay hands on him and let the power change them, and then they and hope that it gets a hunger in them. They say, you know, if God did that, no, I wonder what else He'd do for me. And uh, they get hooked. Amen. The amplified says now faith is the assurance, the confirmation. The title deed. The title deed. I got something. You know, you, 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 the, when, when you get the title deed on your house, they can't nobody bother you about anything unless you don't pay your taxes. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you got it. He said, faith is the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof. Being the proof. See, that's, that's where we got to be. We got to go like, I got proof. Ah you 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 hadn't got this. You're you're nobody going nowhere with nothing. No, nope, I got proof. What's your proof? The word of God. Well, that just tells you somebody's been meditating, listening to with an intent to do the word of God. You put it in faith comes. Faith comes, it's measurable. It's a substance, it's proof, it's the title deed. Uh being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. And then parentheses, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Let me say that again. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So it's it's amazingly complicated, but it's supernaturally simple. Just read the Word. And... When the trouble comes or when you get an unction, like I'm not living in this place anymore, but it's the same as it was last year and the year before and the year before, but I've had enough of this situation or this place in life or this this, uh, this low living. I'm going to... Faith just rises up and initiates something. I'm going to come up higher. Faith will do that. But if you don't read the Word, you'll just stay where you were. You'll just hope that you'll hope the boss... And you'll come in and work extra and you'll, you know, do extra homework. You'll do things to naturally move your position along. But faith will say, go in and tell the boss, I want to raise. What? He'll kick you out. There's no way. There's, they got more people than they need. You will make it easy for him. I got faith for this. And if he, if he says no, happy day. Go down the road and get the better job somewhere else. Faith will do that. like, But all your kin folks will cry great tears because you're going to come live with them because you're fixing to lose everything. You're just crazy-eyed. Them faith-crazy eyes. Amen. Uh, so here, I, I I got a statement here in my notes that says, faith is simply agreement with God's Word. How do you measure that? Here's how you measure it. You believe... Until you can say, you go, well, is faith measurable? Sure it is. If you can't say it, it hadn't matured. It's not ripe. It's growing. It's fattening up. It's getting there. But until faith speaks, you're just speaking out of your head. Let me tell you something about faith. This is powerful. I've been wanting to say this for four weeks and just couldn't get it out. Faith is never disappointed. Now that's as powerful as I've ever said. Faith is never disappointed. You go well. What if it didn't work out? Well, it wasn't faith. Is that where the amen goes? Yeah, it is. Faith is. Faith has it. It's the title deed. It's the proof. It's the evidence that the senses cannot affirm. So it's you got it. If you've got it, then there's no disappointment. Like you don't have it because you've got it. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, then you just need to keep putting the word in because you're not in faith yet. You're a lot of things, and it's all good, and it's all glorious, but you're not in faith because faith cannot be disappointed. I got this. I got this. This is mine. This is mine. This is mine. And no matter which turn it takes, well, they chose somebody else for the job you were wanting. It'll work. It's working. It's, it'll change. It'll move. It'll turn. It'll, it'll go, but I have it. Whatever it is, I've got it. Abraham said, you know, I'm pretty old, and Mama's pretty old, too. God said, I got this. I built all that stuff inside, all that plumbing. I can activate it. He said, I just need, I can't do it without your agreement, without your assent, without your uh, getting in with me. And he said, the moment you give me permission... I will turn your body loose because I want this boy. Well, why do you want it from Abraham? Because the word says in Genesis, because the word says uh, that God chose Abraham because he would command his household after him. So he qualified because he wouldn't just use it for him, he would do it for his kids. You got to do something with your kids. You got. If you want to be qualified, you got to do something with your kids. You got to tell God, "I give it to me, and I will give it to your kids." Because our kids are not our kids; they're His kids. We are stewards over His kids. Now, that's how it is. But if you if you won't mess with them, and you won't touch them, and you won't command them, and you won't discipline them, then they're your kids because they're not God's. Amen. So you know Mark eleven twenty three. Just slip right there. You're right there. So we'll just. Faith is simply agreement with God. And it is when you believe until you say. So, how do you know if you're in faith? You listen to what you say. I said you listen to the source of your words. If they're coming out of your head. If they're coming out of your head, if they're coming out of your senses, your compilation of the facts, your rationale for how this could work, your, your understanding of how a system works and how this could go through, you're not in faith. It's when it's the mountain, and the mountain says, we're never moving. This is impossible to you. And you go, I got this. Well, how do you get that? Well, you get it by hearing the Word. How do you know when it's full grown? Full grown. Full grown. How do you know your faith is ready to launch to the mountain when the words that you speak come out of down here? You can tell. You can tell when you speak where it comes from. You know when you're in faith and they argue with you and you go, I don't care what you say. I got this. This is mine. I'm not putting up with less. I'm not taking less. I got this. God's promised it to me almost like it's personal, like it's uh, face-to-face. God says, you know, I'm going to do some things for you, Michael, and I'm going, to, I'm going to give you this. You can bank it. You can put it in the bank. I'm doing this for you as God is my, as myself is my witness. <laughs> I've got this for you. It's no different than that. It's the same as God, Jesus appearing and saying, I want, I want to bless you with this, and I'm going to do this for you. Well, God, Jesus never appeared to you and me, I don't think. He did. He did. This is actually more reliable than Jesus coming to the front door and saying, I got a word for you because that, that's senses. You could have all sorts of stuff, angels of light. But this right here is the real deal. It is Jesus personified, and this will never lead you astray. So just forget that. If Jesus would just tell me, if I just knew, well, that's the same thing as, as a fleece. In the Old Testament, they'd put a fleece out on on the front porch and uh, say, "God, if it's if you want me to go, have the fleece get wet in the night to do to stay on it. If you don't want me to go, have the fleece be dry." And in the morning, they'd go out and they'd check the fleece. A fleece is a piece of uh, of sheep wool or whatever you call it, and they'd put it out there. The urim and the Tumen were the same thing. They were a bunch of uh, of, uh, of uh, ivory. Is that what it is? Uh, and they would they would throw them, they'd cast lots, and God would make everything turn out just according to the rules, and they'd know, we're going west. We thought we was going east, but the Lord says west through the Urim and the Tuban. That's not who we are. They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So we switched over. So we can't do that, you know, well, God closed the door, must be not His will. No, it just means you've got to either go through the door, or over the door, or around the door, but... It has nothing to do. The door is not not how you and I are led. Well, if God wanted to do it, he'd he'd do it this way. Nah. He does it like you say. Like you say. He's not saying. I mean, beyond what he's already said. then, Then we have the witness in our heart, the still, small voice. Powerful. Nothing more powerful. You get it in there and you learn to trust it. How do you trust the still small voice? Because you give your heart to Jesus, you, you're in the tithe. Don't don't tell me you're hearing from God, but you don't like the tithe. Don't tell me that you 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 don't want to talk about Jesus all the time, and but but you hear from God. I mean, I, I you can't put a back and a front on it. But come on, that's that's reserved for sons that know their sons. And so here we are. we are, we're walking it out. All it means, the whole thing, i got to quit now, the whole thing means is Jesus Lord. It's just not even complicated. Well, do I have to climb Mecca? Do I have to go across the, uh, Mount Sinai? What do I got to do, do? you just got to make Jesus Lord. And so we know from ruining our mind, we got to get stuff out. Stuff that's in our truth bucket saying, I'm truth, I'm truth, it's not truth. And we've got to get stuff in. We've got to work stuff in all the time. You just can't mess around. You can't say, well, I went to church 13 times last year. I ought to have a fourth of what everybody that went 52 times. It's not true. You lose. You lose. According to the parable of the sower, you lose even what you think you have. So it's got to be a constant flux in. It's got to be a flow in, doesn't it? Am I being hard this morning? I, I'm just, I want us to get it right. There's just some basic rules, some basic laws, some heaven. Heaven's got some guidelines. Thank God it does. Thank God we're not just walking around wondering what God's thinking. You never know what the Lord's going to do. Have you ever heard that? God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. Aren't y'all glad we're not under that heaven? Oh, thank you, Jesus. So Mark eleven 23, We're going to finish that. So, so you know you're in faith by by where your words come from. Faith speaks, but it doesn't speak out of the head. So it's going to take some marinating. It's going to take some settling down. It's going to take some working in and working out. Until you're trained in faith, you're not going to be able to just go there instantly. You've got to put this in all the time, and you will have to make a faith decision. You will have to live on your decision because it won't give you a long time to put the word in. You'll have to live and your children and your 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 everything will have to live based on what you have put in. There's an assessment. There's a in Matthew 25, it says the master came back to see what the stewards had done. There's an assessment when he comes back or when the situation comes and says it's showtime. Everybody take your hands off the, like the cooking shows, take your hands off the utensils, and what you got's what you got. And you and I have lived by whatever we had that day where there was a decision, a place that we had to choose. Is that right? And there was no more. There was nobody to call. There was nobody to hook up. We had to live by whatever we had. And we always say, wish I'd put a little more in. Wish I could be a little more sure about this. Wish I, wish I didn't have to wonder how this is going to turn out. So we have to pay the premium in front of the insurance, the claim. They don't let you collect from them saying, I'll pay next month. So he says in Mark eleven twenty three 23, the Lord Jesus lined it out. He said, uh, Verily I say to you, truly I say to you, that whosoever say unto this mountain, so everybody's got a mouth, everybody can speak to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast a sea, but then he qualifies those words. He says, and shall not doubt in his heart. So right there, you've got to have a source. There's two sources for your words. There's the heart, the spirit man, and there's the, there's the senses, the flesh. The, the flesh speaks regular, but the faith speaks too. He says, and does, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have. He said, "It's it's it's a baby. It's it's in there. It's it's real. We, we, he shall have whatsoever he saith." So I got to put the word in, because when the mountain shows up, I got to have a word for the mountain already in stock. In stock, I got to have a word for the mountain in stock. I can't say, you know, we can order that in and we can have that in a few days. No, it's, whatever's in stock is what you got. Well, we we we've been real busy. And we just hadn't had time to put anything in stock. You're out of here. Go around the mountain again and come back next year. Wow. Wow, wow. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Did I say we'd quit? I, I, <laughs> let, me, let me just finish this little, this little thought and we'll, we'll, we will finish. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Faith speaks. Faith speaks speaks. There's no, there's no silent prayer. There's no faith in your heart that nobody knows about. Everybody that's close to you, that knows you, they've heard your faith. They've heard your faith. You've heard your faith. It says in chapter four, verse 13, It's talking about the spirit of faith, but it's the same. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. So you can look over in the margin. I didn't, but I can look. Ah uh, as it is written. Well, I, Psalm 116.10. So it, this is quoting the Old Testament. He said, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, what was written? I believed and therefore have I spoken. I believed and therefore, because I believed, I spoke. Faith speaks. He said, we also believe and therefore speak. So the confusion that's been over the years, and I've taught it this way, and and shame on me, but uh, is that that if you can speak it, then you're in faith. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And if you get that out about 120 times in the morning and hit it a few times in the afternoon, that something good might happen. But it's not true. You can't just say, I'm healed. You have to go in there and put the Word in. And I say, you know, the reason we have these up here is not for y'all. I want you, every one of them, to look up Scripture in your Bible. That's the way you get this going. But when we have people in that don't know Genesis from, you know, Revelation, they don't know where they are, and they're just a flapping in there, and then they lose whatever I'm talking about, and and then, you know, they're asking somebody. Which So we put this up there so until you get in the Word, you can look at that. But it's not for you. I mean, generally speaking. Sometimes we move fast, and you have to just look. But uh, you know what I mean. You got to get your word in, because then when you put it in, faith arises. Faith is activated. It's immediately. It's not like this thing's got a gel like Jello or something. It 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 sets up suddenly. You're in faith when you hear the word read. When you listen to the word, faith arises. Sometimes you can act on it right then, like when you get not you feel symptoms, you feel like you go to the Word, go in there and just open your Bible. I watched Debbie for years; just she had little markers in her Bible, and she just would. She's worn out of many a Bible because she wouldn't just get it out of a book. Go book if you can, but if you if you really want it in you, you know where it is and on the page and what. And she just turn it over there, and then she'd read the Scripture. And she's walked us all out of a bunch of I can tell you. So that's what you got to do. There's no shortcuts. But on the other hand, it's the biggest shortcut that was ever. You don't have to act nice. You don't have to have a perfect past. You don't have to have a, uh, a, 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 a clear resume of your life saying, I never did bad things. You, you can be a convicted serial murderer and start this. And you can be online by the afternoon. It's just marvelous. It's so easy that Christians just can't get it because they want to suffer. They want to swim every sea and climb every mountain and somehow hold the banner up and say, God, I did it. And Jesus is holding the banner up and saying, no, I did it. (laughs) If you'll just agree with me, we'll call this thing done. And we'll put you over where you're supposed to be, where I put you. We'll put you over there as soon as you agree with me. But as long as you're trying to, you're wailing about I'm not good enough and God doesn't like me and my faith doesn't work and and what, you know, God took little Johnny Jr. and I just can't get past that. As long as you're wallowing around that religious mess, that yuck, and you don't read this, that's the only way you can stay there is if you don't read this. You don't read this even in this church. you you you. We can't cover everything you're facing just two times a week. But if you'll read this, God will direct you. And one thing that's cool is I've had this happen. You know it does. Oh, preach a message, and, and, and I have five people tell me, well, that was just for me, and they'll tell me what it was all about. Ah, oh, this spoke to me. Sometimes I didn't even say that. Didn't even say it. Wasn't even on It's like, Really? That minister to, yeah, when you hit that thing, I boy, I got my answer. I go back and look at my notes. It's not in there. But you're in this atmosphere where God is faithful and he gets you. I mean, we have to we have to open up the conversation with the word, but then he just flows. He is so good. He just flows into your life. Now I'm not preaching to the choir. Y'all are y'all y'all are here. Y'all are doing this. This is not like we're not exhorting you to do good. You bad people you better do better. We're just we're just we're just knocking every we're we're tightening every screw and and make and hit never nail back down so that we're good for anything. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the word that has set us free. We are free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Lord, we thank you for liberating us from religion from double talk and from uh, the, the wiles of the devil. Every scheme he schemed falls helpless. His weapons are unfruitful, unprofitable. Thank you, Lord, that you hide us in your secret place, the word, and we abide under the shelter of the Almighty. And we say of you, Lord, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and in you, because of your word, I do trust. I trust your word, Lord. I believe your word. I put in your word and I I conform to your word. And I'm a hearer and a doer of your word. And Lord, it set me free. So thank you, Lord, for more liberation. Things I don't even know that the light's not on good. Lord, brightening up my life, our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you have a mission. You have a plan that's not yet unfolded. But oh, God, We're so glad to be disciples of the Lord. You can use us, and we say yes to you in every instance. Thank you, Lord, for setting our path straight. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and we delight in your way, Lord. We like you. We like how you do. If it's not going our way, we change our way to go your way. Thank you, Lord. And I speak blessings and increase. Financially on River Church, every member, every member, tither not tither in or out, whatever, Lord. If they are affiliated with River Church, Lord, in the covenant you've made with us, Lord, we speak increase on their life. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So God, just pour out good, lead us to change, lead us, Lord, to to turn it around. And Lord, I thank you for finances, money, funding, provision, supply being an easy thing, that the supernatural becomes our new natural, that we are unwilling to abide shortage and lack and need. We just, we just say no. We just refuse it. We don't say, okay, maybe next time. We stop it right now in Jesus' name. Shortage, I stop you at River Church. Lack and need, I stop you now. Stop it in your own life with me right now. I stop you shortage. I stop you not enough. I stop you being secondhand, second second grade, second behind somebody. I put on the best of God. You said to live in goodly houses. You'd give us goodly things and goodly houses. And Lord, I thank you our mules and our camels are the finest. Hallelujah. We have paid for vehicles. We just quit abiding something that's not paid for. We change that with our faith in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord. Our jobs are the best. They're not something we serve. They serve us. We have jobs because we're already funded by our giving. So, Lord, we want jobs that are productive and fruitful, that are a place of ministry, a place of light and salt. And Lord, we're just not we're just not going for a paycheck anymore. It's not enough. Thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak blessing into Thanksgiving and Christmas, Lord, to our relatives, our family, Lord, people that that are opening their heart because of this season. Lord, let us have a seed to plant in them. Let us be ready when they say, I wish I could, how we can help them and minister to them. Lord, I ask you, Lord, for a great time of sowing in this season so that we can have a great time of harvest. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, lay hands on your body right now with me this morning. In Jesus' name. We stop trouble right now. Just stop it in your own life. Right now, there's faith in this room. We've just heard the word. So I stop trouble right now. I arrest you in Jesus' name. You you chronic thing, you intermittent thing, you unknown mysterious thing that uh, we're afraid to ask the doctor about. Lord, in Jesus' name, we stop you and tell you to cease in your maneuvers against us in our body, himself bear our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes? By his stripes we are healed. I speak healing. I release healing into this room now. In Jesus' name, we stop the troubler. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your purse or your billfold or something, just whatever. In Jesus' name, we speak to you. We tell you bank account. We tell you purse. We tell you wallet, billfold. We tell you right now, your days of lack and uncertainty are over. We come alive. We are activated. We rise up in our faith, and we say we're living above. We're not the the tail. We are the head. And we are above only and not beneath. In Jesus' name, we're blessed in our coming in and our going out, and there's nothing else in our lives. We stop this little worldly picky, picky, picky that just gnaws on us. We stop it now in Jesus' name. Lord, now we say we're going to get in the Word to affirm and to, and to complete this that we've started. We say, Lord, Jesus is Lord over our lives. Amen. And amen. Woohoo! Isn't Jesus wonderful? That's one reason you can trust me, is because I love Jesus so much. Might get a little off here, might get a little raggedy there, you know, uh, just like people are. I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about just people. But uh, you could go with someone that loves Jesus. Well, that's what I'm saying anyway. <laughs>